this is B, And this is Elle. And welcome to episode 15 of Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast. So thanks guys for tuning in. We just had kind of a sentimental moment where we were like, holy shit, this is episode 15. We've done 14 episodes already. I know. So, I can't believe it. Yeah, so super excited, um, <laughs> as always. <laughs> Listeners are like, have they stopped having sex? <laughs> are they still single? Yes. yes. Um, no, we haven't stopped having sex. No. Thank God. <laughs> Actually, I've just resumed to contrary so i've actually okay so last time we had our uh, episode together because we had a guest episode right. last week with my brother um uh we both were like not having sex haven't been on dates we're like in a weird like kind spell. of a yeah. yeah yeah um but you'll be happy to know that's changed we're yep. back things on the market. are picking up <laughs> lots to share so b what's been going on with you um, oh, guys, and so full disclosure, <laughs> we have not caught up with each other on what's been going on in our, like, dating lives because yes. we wanted it to be fresh and, like, real for the podcast. So you're welcome because we've been killing ourselves not to spill our details. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they want to know a little bit about what we do to produce. We tell each other every detail of the story, you know, names, everything, location, and then we give you guys, like, a filtered version for, like, anonymousness. Yeah. Um, but... This week, we didn't do that. Because we had too many <laughs> juicy things to bring you, and we were like, we feel like when we sit down and talk through things the first time, like, so much good stuff comes out, that, like, fuck it, let's give you the unfiltered version. Let's do it. You'll hear it firsthand. So, um, on so that you, note. You asked me what I've been doing lately. Yes. Um, so, I've been on Tinder, and for every time I've said that in my life, I can, like, literally be a millionaire. <laughs> and I matched with this guy... Um, we'll call him, um, Mormon man. Mormon. Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's ex-Mormon. Um, and I usually make the first move on Tinder, as you all know. And in his profile, it said he went to BYU. And What's BYU? BYU, if you don't know, is Brigham Young University, which is the Mormon University in Utah. So okay. it is like, if you say, like, it was just the initials. It wasn't even spelled out, but I knew what BYU was. I knew, like, a Mormon from high school or, like, came from a Mormon family. So I was, like, a little, like, a tad woke. on. I would say tad because the amount of Mormon shit I know right now is insane. And, and I'm gonna, more, I would tell you all of it. More than the rest of us know, I can say confidently. <laughs> Not after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't message him first because I was, like, he went to Mormon University. He's probably looking for a good Mormon girl. Like, I don't know, whatever. Like, he was pretty cute. Um. So... Uh, he ended up messaging me after a couple days. And apparently, I don't remember this, he messaged me. I didn't message back for four days. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's an eternity in Tinder time. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I didn't, but whatever. And um, and then we started messaging. We had, like, a really good conversation. Like, he's really good at messaging. Uh, always message immediately. Like, no matter what time of day it was or if I took, like, three hours or 30 minutes, he would message immediately. Okay. Which I guess... I've, it's been off-putting to me before, but, like, it wasn't. It kind of made me feel like, oh, okay, you, like, really want to meet with me. You're really into me. You're not playing a game, you right, know? Right, right. And because the conversation was really good, it made me want to, you know, instant message back. Right, right. Um, and what ended up happening is we messaged, like, at night. And for, like, three nights in a row, we would message, like, from, like, 10 or 11 p.m. all the way to, like, 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning. Okay. Um, and then just the way our schedules worked out, it just, like, went really well, um... And then we decided after messaging that we would meet up for a date. And 
as everyone know, I live in the suburbs and I work in the city and he, so my usual lie on Tinder, because people get like turned off when you say you're from the suburbs, they think you live in like farmland, which is 100% not true. Right. It takes me 30 minutes express train to get into Grand Central. Right. So that's, I mean, maybe I mean, yeah, I'm very specific about what station. It's just, <laughs> whatever. Um, so I, I uh, my usual lie is that I live in Harlem, but that doesn't work because he lived in Washington Heights. Okay, so, so close enough that he could name drop places and you could get caught in that. Oh, yeah. It's a total trap. So then I lied and said I lived in Brooklyn, which is the next best place oh I know. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, really, if you did the map, which I didn't do at the time, but the map from Washington Heights to Brooklyn is more than what we were apart. Okay. Um, and, like, I, I would just say the distance, what we said on Tinder, our distance, was um, uh, him to, like, I guess Soho, you know, that it was a pretty far distance. So like if to be matched with someone in Brooklyn, I guess he also just moved to New York. <laughs> so he didn't really like so he do probably, the math. Yeah, he probably wasn't like triangulating your position. No, not like I do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, the lie worked and um, we decided to meet on um, a Thursday. Okay, wait. So question before you go on. In this, like, Tinder conversation, had you addressed the Mormon thing at all yet? Yes. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I, I knew the BYU thing, and then I made a joke, maybe the second or third message in, and I was like, so you went to BYU for the meal plan, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, no, I'm, like, ex-Mormon. Like, I I was into that, now I'm not. And, like, I just moved to New York, and he moved to New York a month ago. Um, he said... And, like, and through digging on Facebook, I found out a lot of shit before we even met up on our date. So I used to not look at people before I, like, when I matched with them, before I went on a date. I didn't want to Facebook them. I didn't want to look them up on the internet. Uh, just because I didn't want to, like, break that spell and find out something I didn't like about them. Like, whatever. But Right, right. Because we've all got ghosts. We've all got demons in our past. Right. So sometimes it's better to not know them. But because he was, like, BYU, I think I was, like, I, I don't know. I didn't trust it in a way. And um, I just, like, thought I would check. Also, the last guy I dated, he looked me up on Facebook before our first date. And I really felt like I didn't have, like, the upper hand there. Yeah, yeah. So I think just to even the playing field, like, I was like, okay, well, guys are doing it to me, so I should do it to them. Right. Looked him up on Facebook, and I found out that he was married. <laughs> and Oh, my God. He was I didn't know he was divorced. Like, literally, his photos were, like, all of his ex-wife. Like, a lot of shit you can see on Facebook. Like, I can, I hide all my stuff. Like, you can maybe see a cover photo and, like, two profile pictures. Right. That's all. And, like, my school. You can see, like, literally posts, him posting, photos of him being tagged and things. And then her profile was oh. also pretty public. And I didn't know from his profile they were married until I clicked hers. And... Yeah, then I found out they were, like, married. And I didn't know that they were divorced. And, okay, if one thing about Mormonism, which is, like, a very pop culture, like, thing, which I wouldn't say is true or not, because it's not anymore, being, like, having multiple wives. Right, that's the only <laughs> thing I know about Mormonism. Right. So, wait, so before we go any further, can you give us, like, a very quick breakdown of what like Mormonism. Mormonism even is yeah of course um so it's a sector of Christianity um they're very close to, like Catholicism I think um and they have their own temple the temple is like very like sacred they don't want any other people who aren't like 100% Mormon inside the temple so the ceremonies are very secretive okay um and it's very like I mean BYU is a university only for Mormons and it's what happened is the Mormons moved um 
to Utah, chose the spot specifically, and that's where a lot of communities have formed. Um, and the, a lot of people, so there's a lot of rules as well. So um, you can start dating when you're 16, but, and they promote dating, group dating and things like that, but you can't have sex. There's no mas- masturbation. Uh, there's no drinking. Uh, there's no drugs. There's no smoking. Uh, you actually wear things called Mormon underwear. And it's basically, it's a very modest underwear. Like it, for boys and girls, there's like a short component that goes down to your knees. Oh my god! And then for the guy, the upper half is like a t-shirt, and then for the girls, the upper half is like a cap sleeve and like a heart-shaped bodice thing, and that's Mormon underwear. And oh, any- wait, I'm sorry, is this an attached one piece? No, it's a separate two piece. Okay, okay. But like you wear it underneath all your clothes, and if you you basically you can't wear anything that shows your underwear, and that's like the sign of modesty, right? Right, right. Um, and yeah, I mean it's pretty serious. <laughs> in terms of like believing in God and uh, being around other people of your your culture and your religion, and they're very in a strong belief of family, and it's a little weird because they, I mean, it's weird on multiple levels. I mean, they also don't drink coffee, they don't drink tea, they don't believe in like anything that can change your mental state. I kind of like they also agree coffee is a drug. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they promote dating when you're 16. They promote group dating, like dating with a lot of different people. Figure out what you like um, and if that's like good or not good. Like they don't want you tied down to one person because that promotes like promiscuity because then you would want to do everything with that one right, person. Right, right, right. Um, obviously goes without saying no premarital sex. But they're very strong belief in ha- getting married young, having a bunch of Mormon babies, uh, lots of kids, and then just like kind of spraying the religion that way and uh mormons have more kids on average than um any other you know american family probably not more than our family (laughs) no um (laughs) so i looked up the statistics um i went so when he when i found out he was mormon i went into like a deep dive on wikipedia i read all about this shit a lot of this i also found out through like youtube and like a little bit from him but i was like I, again, I didn't really know that much about Mormonism, so I wanted to know what it was about, and the more I read, the more I was, like, disturbed and intrigued, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, it didn't put me off, really. The only thing that put me off was the marriage thing, because, like, I kind of respect anyone who's moved to a new city, because that's something I did. You know, I moved, like, 3,000 miles away, and I lived in London for four years. But, so, so it resonates to me when someone's done that and like moved to New York it's like okay you've got balls and you know, right, you've got right. like like that like that feeling do you want to do something and I respect that but um yeah I, I didn't really know that much about Mormonism um that's it in a nutshell okay yeah I, I really like talking to him um but like the marriage thing really like I couldn't I couldn't hold it in any longer yeah of course um, so I, I brought it up. I was like, ah, oh, Google is, uh, yeah, I learned a lot about Mormonism. Also, like, Google has Facebook. And <laughs> um, so are you married? I think that's a fair fucking question to ask. Yeah. If you uncover some kind of shit like that, like, there's no sense in dancing around it. Mm-mm. And he was a friend. He was like, yeah, I usually say that for like the third or fourth date. But I was married and I was divorced in February, which is recent. Okay. Because I've been married for a year. Um, they dated for like six years and he moved to New York like a month ago. So like in, it's fine. We're drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Disclaimer. Sorry. That's that swishing sound. (laughs) Taught me up while we're at it. We're just going (laughs) to. Okay. Sorry. That went into the ashtray. (laughs) Okay. What were they even talking? Oh yeah. So like, I, 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 um, more mad. More mad. (laughs) So 
he was divorced. And that just made me happy. I honestly, I rather... And I also knew that because you, you're, he was married, at least by Mormon standards, you and most other standards, you have sex when you're married. Right, right. That's when you're allowed. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if he kept to, like, the Mormonism code of not having premarital sex, I know he was married for a year and had sex. Right, and so you're not breaking in a virgin. Yeah, I was like, I'd rather take a divorcee over a virgin any day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we met up, and um, I had work late, and he was he's works in, I don't know, I'm going to say what he works in, but he... Um, he also worked late. Um, so I met up with a friend after after working late. I met up with a friend for after work drinks. And then she left and I went to another bar to wait for him. And I had like a drink on my own. And then he texted me. He's like, hey, I got out earlier than I thought. Like, where are you? And we were like 10 blocks apart. And he met me there. And um, yeah, like, uh, I think he's really cute. And he looked just like his photos, which... I mean, I, that has Fuck. to be said. I have to see these photos after this. I can't believe I didn't ask for them before. Yeah, I'll bring them up for the sake of, like, narrative. So you guys can get an honest, unbiased opinion. Okay. I mean, he's, I would say, disclaimer, he is my type. Okay, so by your type, you mean scrawny white boy. He's cute. Oh, he is cute. He okay. is cute. First picture, not that, not that cute. <laughs> um, is that from his wedding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, I saw B's tweet earlier this week about a guy who used his wedding photo as a Tinder photo and how it was savage. This is that guy. His first picture is like in a tux. I mean, my first photo, my ex-boyfriend took. So, Mm -hmm. and it's uh, a sexual photo. He's much cuter in the second picture and onward. He's cute. Um, He is cute. I'm glad Mormonism didn't claim him forever because he... Deserves to be about with the rest of us. I know. Um, <laughs> Someone that hot. I don't know what they're doing. They're doing great work. Yeah. So, anyway. Utah's great, great work. <laughs> great contribution to the um, pool. Yeah, so we had, like, an, it was so fun. I mean, I introduced, like, okay, yeah, it sounds weird when I say, like, he grew up Mormon, but he was very, like, even when we were chatting, he seemed very normal. Like, after the whole, like, Mormonism thing, we talked about, like, TV shows and what we like to do. And, like, he's very new to, like, the drinking aspect like um so we I showed him like a Manhattan for the first time and (laughs) we drank that and um he drank before but not everything I mean there's a lot of cocktails in the world so I mean even like the standard bro who does drink regularly still I'm introducing them to drinks and of course it's hard to find a cultured man yeah (laughs) yeah so (laughs) after a few drinks um he wants, I can tell, like, he's suggesting we go to my fake apartment in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, no, let's go back to your place. And yeah. he's like, uh, I mean, I live far. And I was like, fine. So do I. Yeah, right? <laughs> Very um, far. In the fictional world of my Brooklyn apartment, it would have been much quicker to go back to Brooklyn. Right, than where right. We were. we were like, I mean, we were like in the 20-somethings. And we had to go all the way there to, okay, first of all, I did not know Manhattan continues. We were a hundred and... Uh, I can't even tell you the streets that would be anonymous. I'm going to write it down because you can't even. Ab- you were in Washington Heights. So that is. Uh, oh, my God. Guys, that is. <laughs> guys. OK, so. I wrote a little, down a number. <laughs> a little geography. She be wrote down a number. Um, so little geography. Washington Heights is between Harlem and the Bronx. So essentially no man's land for the rest of us usual like Manhattan slash Brooklyners. As a Brooklyner, I can even still say that. 
Um, so B was very, very far up. She was past Yankee Stadium. Jesus Christ. Um, really? Is that the Bronx at that point? I'm still on the fucking island. I kind of think Barely. it is. No, I no. want to almost debate that. But okay. For argument's sake, he was very fucking far uptown. He was so, very okay. So that's where we went. And we eventually got there. And uh, we didn't kiss. At all since then. I mean, there you can tell, and like, I mean, the whole like, let's go back to my apartment, like, and let me take you there, like, aspect of it. Right. It's leading to that, but you hadn't kissed at all up until then. No, and there's like flirtiness going on, and then we finally got to his apartment. Oh, wait, I stopped for cigarettes. Okay. On the way before the subway. So how did he feel about that? Uh, fine. He never had a cigarette. So oh, I, so sweet. I gave him his first cigarette. <laughs> I love, I loved, even when my youth, you know, I was like a, a, a bad girl girl. So I would love corrupting my friends. Yeah. I love corrupting other people. Like, I just love showing other people, like, being bad. Like, yeah. I just, oh, I love it. So, like, like, when he told me he was, like, ex-Mormon, I, even when we were messaging, I was kind of, like, like turned on. I was like, this is fun. Like, I get to introduce you to all these things. Um, <laughs> and I get to, like, make you bad. <laughs> and uh, I never smoked weed before. We didn't do that. We'll um, get there. We'll get there, I guess. So, yeah, um, we when we got into his place, really, like, fucking massive bedroom. Um, he was on the fire escape, so we went out, we had a cigarette on the fire escape, and then we're chatting, and the conversation was, like, really easy with him. Um, I remember him even saying, when we're at the bar, like, after, like, a drink, not even, he was like, yeah, I feel, like, really comfortable with you. Like, I usually have, like, a lot of social anxiety, but, you know, it's really easy to talk to you, and I, it was really easy to talk to him. Okay. Um, there was no awkwardness, there was no, like, time between, like, we're thinking of what to say, like, the conversation flowed really easily. Um, at least on my end, the only thing I was missing, I guess, in the beginning half of the date was, like, you know, like, some physical flirtiness. Just, like, a little bit of, like, hand on the knee, like, yeah. a, like you know, gentle caress or just something. Something, something. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, then uh, I said while we are having a cigarette, I was like, well, you haven't even kissed me yet. And, like, as soon as I said that, it was, like, a fucking switch turned on. He, oh, like, my God, the yeah, floodgates yeah. opened. <laughs> and he, like, leaned in. And he we, was like, this is okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we started making out, and it was, like, you know amazing it was really good and then we kept talking moved to the bedroom and had sex and the sex was like good um i uh, like I, th I would say it's like uh, definitely i haven't had sex in like a month um since my boy wonder which is like this 23 year old i yeah. was dating so it was good to have sex with someone i didn't just like you know meet randomly and on tinder like i usually do like really don't have an interest in their personality but want to fuck them like for him like we had a good conversation we had a good like banter and you know like that adds to the sexual yeah, component absolutely um for sure so yeah it was it was really i stayed over which i never do but also if you knew where i was there was no way i was even from where i live in the suburbs to brooklyn or my fictional place in brooklyn there was no way i was getting home that honestly, night honestly it might have been it might have been quicker for you to get home than it takes me to get home from any standard date so yeah so um i decided to stay the night and it was not weird and he was totally fine with it he knew how far he lived from civilization <laughs> 
Um, and we were going to have sex the next morning, but like, and I remember texting you. I was like, I'm still here and I never stay over. And right. I was amazed to hear that you were still there. I was I like, still where? Cause you don't do that. I know. <laughs> and, um, I was going to, but it was weird. Cause he had to help his roommate with something for like 20 minutes in the morning. And then like he came back and like, I, I think I fucked up and I was like, yeah, I was looking at the maps and see where I was. He was like, oh, <laughs> like, I guess you were surprised. I was yeah. like, yeah. And I don't know. I think he thought I was like trying to leave and I thought I was, he was trying to get me to leave. And I think we both, in retrospect, I think we both wanted to have sex, but no one to like say it. And right, it was right. like the morning after yeah, this. Yeah. So I just ended up getting ready and leaving. And I'm really, really good with like remembering to bring, you know, everything. Um, okay. Wait, briefly before I go into the leaving part, I want to go back to the sex bit a bit. Um, so uh, yeah, like, one of the, like, things he told me was, like, I love how confident you are, I love how you, like, say what you want, and, like, um, you know, I was like, yeah, I know, like, you came back to my place, like, you know, I think we're gonna have sex, so I was like, yeah, you're right, like, <laughs> yeah. it was, like, it was, like, known, um, but, like, it didn't take away from that aspect, and I remember one of the things, like, I really wanted to do, like, when I thought about, like, hooking up with him, was I really wanted him to go down on me. Yeah. And, like, as we are making out, I was like, I want you to go down on me. He's like, I love that. Oh my god, <laughs> yes, Mormon! Yes, and he was so, like, cool and chill about so many things, and even, like, you know, we would talk about, like, the sex after and stuff, and I was like, oh, you don't do dirty talk a lot. He's like, well, I don't know, it's, like, embarrassing if you don't know what the other person's gonna be into it. And I asked him about vibrators, and he was like, no, I think it's so hot. And I was like, do you say that, or do you, like, a lot of guys are emasculated by it. Yeah. And he was like, no, I think that's so, like, hot watching a woman get off. Like, I love giving more than I, like, receiving, like, oh seeing that. Oh my god, that. Yeah. man, I am amazed No, and honestly, surprised. stereotypes. I totally would have thought that, like, more men would just be into like you know kind of standard missionary like basically just like masturbating against you no. <laughs> and for for lack of better phrasing but um wow no. that's amazing and when he got close he would like pull out and like try to like keep it like you know like edging like, yeah. Edging. yeah you yeah, know like yeah. he was like he wasn't just gonna like come instantaneously yeah, he yeah, was yeah. aware of what was going on I was like no I'm close I'm gonna pull out and I was like okay fine like that's respectful of me and like waiting for me to like orgasm which yeah, I did yeah, yeah. you know every time we did have sex which was a grand total of three <laughs> okay yeah alright yeah we were going to go to bed and then um uh we were like falling asleep and then we're talking about like you know like sex stuff like dirty talk and the vibrators and like all of that and then it just led to like you led know, to round two yeah led to round three, three. At this point? okay okay <laughs> then go to bed to like 4 a.m um but yeah it was it was good but at the same time I know that he's newly single and like we we did talk about like him going on dates too like he'd tell me about like his like other bumble dates he went on a date last week and the week before and um one of those dates ended in sex one of them made and ended in a makeout sesh and I feel like the way we talked about those dates was like friends talk about dates you know wasn't like I was jealous and like the problem I have a lot with guys I date recently is like I I talk to them like they're on my podcast like I just I just want to help them I just want to know their history because I'm just interested on like an anthropological level I have that problem too and I have to like consciously stop myself from being like so tell me about your ex and I, sometimes you, I still do ask that question. But like, I don't think guys, what, the way we ask it, and I know the way we ask it, we ask it in the way like you, like 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 someone who's interested in the person, not like I'm looking for something to be jealous right, of. Right, right, exactly. And that's liberating to a guy, too, to like want to share that stuff. Right, because it's like, it's not like just because we're out on this date tonight that everything you've done leading up to this point 
I have to pretend doesn't exist. I have to pretend that you're a virgin and I'm here like your first amazing date ever. Like, it's just stupid to play coy like that. Like, I much prefer to like have it all out on the table and know like, okay, if you were in a serious relationship, let's talk about it. What didn't work there? And like, what are you doing differently now? Like, I don't know. I like to be open about that. Yeah, and I think a lot of guys are scared by it. Yeah, they're scared, but it was it was like fun um, to have that like kind of like openness, and I was not jealous. And like, but the part of me was like, yeah, we get on really well, but like, I'm not looking for a boyfriend, and you are very close to boyfriend material. Heck, you're husband material, right? Um, Clearly, you have been before, but but um, like I know you're you're newly single in New York after getting out of a relationship that lasted six plus years. I got, uh, only, like, a year ago, I got out of a relationship that lasted three and a half years, and I'm still single, and I'm still dating, and I have no means of slowing down. Not really, not, like, yes, if I met someone, sure, but, like, I don't even want to meet someone, you know? Like, it's, it's taking, it's, I'm a year single, and hooking up, and going on dates, and, like, still discovering myself. Like, he needs that time, and, like, that's also the truth of the matter, which I think we both know, like... It's never going to turn to anything else, even though maybe it could, but because, you know... But it it won't because it's not what you need right now. It's It's not not what what he needs. Yeah, it's not what either of you need. No, which is a a weird position I don't think I've ever been in before. Um, We both think, you know, we get on really well and the sex is good, but, you know, it's uh, not enough. Right. Um, And I had every intention of leaving it like it was, and I I left in the morning, and I... um, And then um, I got home, and... He texted me that afternoon, and I wasn't expecting him to text me, and he was like, hey, you left your bracelet and your ring here. And I was like, fuck. I am literally so good at taking everything. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, as soon as he texted me that, I remember the moment I took it off, and I put it on his side of the bed, not oh. mine. And also, this bracelet and this ring, like, I, we talked about it. He asked me about both of the items, and I told him, my brother got this for me. This is my mom's ring. Like, they're, like, both really special pieces to me. Right, right. And, like, I wouldn't, like, leave that. Right. Um, though, I did talk to my brother about it <laughs> when it happened the next morning, and he was like, oh, yeah, it's so typical. It's like, I left my social security card. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to see you again. My birth certificate there. Surprise! (laughs) It's like more important the item, the more you have to leave. Oh my god, that's so funny. I know. It's like fuck you, N. So in conclusion, Um, Mormon guy was maybe more of a normal guy than a Mormon. Yeah, I mean, I had a great experience, and now like. It's over, like, he's away this weekend. I won't tell you where he is or what he's doing. But he's away this weekend, and he won't be back until Wednesday. And I'm going to be away next weekend. Um, so we have a window. Where are you going? I'm going to Boston. I didn't know this. I'm sorry. I didn't tell you. <laughs> There's, like, a whole story for Boston. Thursday or Friday this week, I have to see him. And, like, part of me is like, okay, do we... I mean, this is a good opportunity to have sex again, no? Yes. <laughs> yes, you say, let's have drinks at yours. I'm totally fried from work. And yeah. you go over, you get your shit, you have sex, you cut all the you know, easy yeah. bits. Yeah. And yeah. so, I'm rooting for you. I think yeah. you should do it. So, um, yeah, we'll see if I see him again. I guess okay, we will see each other because I need my fucking ring and my yeah, bracelet yeah, yeah. back. But I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on, you know, what happens. Okay, cool. What's been happening in your life? Okay, so I'm literally (laughs) bursting at the seams um, wanting to tell you this. So, okay, so I um, do, like, a co-ed, like, sports league thing. Um, 
And so I met this guy one night. He was on, like, the opposite team. And so after we have our, like, game every week, um, we go to a bar nearby and um, we have, like, a flip cup tournament. And so one night I... um, I went and at Flip Cup I met this guy and he was like cute. He introduced himself to me and I asked him if he wanted to come outside for a smoke with me. So we go outside, we start talking and I ask him how old he is and he's 23. I'm 24. Um, Not the worst. And so, yeah, no, not the worst for sure. Um, But I like start trolling him about being a baby and he's like, oh, well, I'm basically 24 and like... He's, like, telling me exactly when his birthday is. And I'm like, okay, honey, we've made the point that you're not older than me. In any case, like, I date, like, 27-year-olds and up. So, like, you're already way below my age range. But whatever. So we're outside. We have some good conversation. We ended up making out for a little bit. Um, I had been in a dry spell at that point, so I wasn't super picky. But he was also, like, cute. And there was, like, something, like, kind of, like, I don't know, like, he was trying to prove something to me. And I liked that. It was, like... It was, it was just endearing. Um, so we exchanged numbers, and he started texting me after that. And I was like a total bitch to him, admittedly. Um, but in a good way that I think made him like me, um, where I would just, like, he would ask me if I wanted to do something, and I'd be like, honey, don't catch the feels. We're not going to dinner. Do you um, think you would react the same way if he was older? No, and now I want to. Like, like, <laughs> like I want that to be my go-forward strategy because clearly guys love that shit. Guys are, like, suckers guys do. for... Like, they're suckers for pain. Um, and so I've been, like, very hard to get with him. Um, and then finally he asked me this week if I wanted to do something on Thursday after work. And I actually had another date planned for Thursday, but... The guy that I had a date planned with was from Tinder, and we had, like, kind of, like, spoken on and off. Like, we didn't really—I didn't know anything about him. Um, Honestly, I couldn't even tell you his name if I wanted to right now. (laughs) Like, we had just, like—like, I would answer, and then he would answer a week later, and then I would answer a week later. And finally, I was just like, sorry, I haven't been checking this. Like, let's do something this week. How's Thursday afternoon? And he was like, sounds good. Um, 6 p.m. at, you know, whatever location he wanted to be at. And I was like, sounds good. But as it got closer, um, this young guy, we'll call him Youngblood, not from a gang affiliation perspective, (laughs) just, you know, Youngblood. Anyway, so (laughs) Youngblood texted me and was like, what are you doing Thursday after work? Want to get a drink? And I was like, very like iffy about going out with this other Tinder guy. So I was just like, yeah, let me see. I think I have dinner plans, but I could probably move some things around. So I ended up canceling on the Tinder guy. And telling Youngblood that I can meet him for a drink. Um, I end up working late, and so... And he, like, lives close to where I work. So he meets me right after I finally get out. Um, we go to this, like, restaurant around the corner, and we're, like, both starving. I haven't eaten since, like, noon. So we get some food, we get some drinks, and we sit and chat. And conversation is good, but, like... There were so many things that, like, came up that I almost, like, I don't know. I just sat there kind of, like, reflecting on internally about, like, red flags of, like, things not to do as a younger person in the dynamic. Right. And so the first thing was, like, rounding up your age. Yeah. So he was 23, almost 24, but when we were talking, like, 
he asked if I had any siblings. I said, yes. I told him about them. And then I was like, so what about you? And he was like, oh, well, I have a sister. She's four years younger than me. Um, so she's 20. And I was like, are you rounding your age up? You're not 24 yet, are you? And he was like, well, no, but next month. But, you, you know, like it's almost. <laughs> and I was like, oh, honey. <laughs> I mean, I found out with the same like um, uh, guy I used to date. Um uh, boy wonder so he was 23 and I was 25 and he would say oh yeah like you'd, you'd round up my birthdays and like blah like you know you'd definitely try and keep that <laughs> like the age thing like I'm, I'm gonna be older soon <laughs> right right like I'm almost there yeah um it's like pleading your case to a bouncer like oh I'll be 21 next week I swear yeah <laughs> it's like almost like sad and I like reflected on that and I was like oh fuck I did that to this guy that like I was seeing a few months ago He's 29, and um, I was 23, like, two weeks shy of 24 at that point. So, like, I told him I was 24, and then when I told him I had an upcoming birthday, he was like, oh, milestone birthday, 25. And I was like, well, no, actually, I'm 23. I'll be 24 in two weeks. I just rounded up. Yeah. And he, like, laughed at me for it. So that was, like, one big, like, takeaway when... Don't be unapologetic about your age. Yeah. I when when young blood said it, I was just like, own it. Like, own that you're 23 and just tell me to shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. just, you know? And I'm guilty of it, too, when I date someone older and I, I, I kind of round up, too. Like, when I was 24 for, like, for a month, I was 25 before. Right, right. And I was dating someone who was, like, 29 at the time. Yeah. Um. So I think it's everyone is guilty of it. Yeah. But, like, the one... Yeah, like, the takeaway I would say is just, like, own it. Like, don't apologize. Like, as you said, like, be unapologetic about your age because, like, fuck it, it's a fucking number. And if someone's not going to date you because you're, like, two weeks shy of the age that they would want to date you at, then, like, fuck them. So, in general, he kind of just, like, like, this date was a lot of, like, like, I felt very comfortable, almost too comfortable. And I felt like I was almost, like, sitting back and I was just like super chill and like judging everything that he would say and I was like so willing to like throw shade at like everything he said and like make like a snide remark about it and he just let me yeah and like I wish that he would just have like kind of stood up for himself and been like been like you know what get over yourself like you're six months older than me like whatever yeah so like I mean what did you do after dinner so we had dinner, we had our two rounds of drinks, and then um, I went to the bathroom, and in that time, like, as I was coming out, the waiter had just dropped the check, and knowing that Youngblood was younger than me, probably making less than me, um, and less, like, established in his career, I was like, I was like, oh, let's split this, and he was like, are you sure? And I was like, yes, absolutely, I insist, and so I threw my card down and split with him. And that's fine, if you wanna split the bill, don't let anyone, like, you know, tell you not to. But, but at the it, same time, if he it was, was older, like, would you have been so readily older, splitting? If he was older, I wouldn't have insisted. I would have offered because I always, always, always offer. Same. But when it's an older guy, I'm like, either he's, I'm assuming he's financially stable, or I'm like, he's at the point where if he says no... I trust that he can confidently, you know, own that no. Yeah. Whereas with this guy, I'm like, oh, we just spent $100 on dinner and, like, drinks and whatever. I would have had dinner either way, and I make more than him for sure. So let me just do the right thing here and split it. 
Um, and I think that that's really hard. And I think it can be hard for guys to let a girl split with them. I think if you're younger, you're more readily acceptable to it as well. Like, right. I, I know, like, when I dated, like, my, like, boy wonder, um, the first date, you know, like, it was fine. Like, we split and, you know, he felt like he, he wanted to pay, wish he could have, but he was at a point where he had no job and it was before I was, like, properly freelancing, so I had no money either. And, like, but the second or third date, I remember we went, uh, we went to one bar and I paid for the drinks there and I said, you can just pay, you know, the next round, we go to the next bar, we go to the next bar. And he was like, I was thinking of getting a whiskey and he was like, oh, you know, I can only afford like one round. I ended up getting a beer. I thought I was like, okay. Like, if you can't afford to date, I mean, like, I, also, we it's not our first date, but still, like, I just feel like that kind of thing. I was like, I wasn't counting the number of drinks you ordered when I paid. Like, I can sure... what you ordered. Yeah, I can surely get a whiskey instead of, like, you... And this is, like, a fucking local bar, so I'm saying, like, a whiskey double is, like, $12 as opposed to a $6 beer. Right. It's double, but, like, whatever. You know, I don't think it's so crazy. It's, it's still, like, that's the price of, like, a Manhattan cocktail at cheapest. Yeah, honestly. So, it's, like, not, you know, it's not out of, it's not an $18, like, bullshit at no. some, like, high-end bar. Yeah. So, reasonably, he should have been able to kind of pick that up. No, sure. And I guess that's, like, a, a wider, you know, problem of understanding the finances of someone that you're dating and... Kind of, like, being sensitive to it, but also, like, it's it's so hard to even get a feel for what that situation is. And, like, so with Youngblood, I mean, I just, I had to assume. I assumed, like, he's younger than me. He, you know, is living in a neighborhood that's probably out of his price range, but he's living there because that's the thing that you do when you're first out of college. You live in, like, an exorbitantly expensive neighborhood. Where is he living? You're right now. He's living in the financial district in oh, Manhattan. Oh, first So I'm assuming <laughs> he pays at least as much as I do in rent um, and, you know, probably is saving very little. Mm. And I was just like, I'm not going to make this kid pick up the tab on a $110 dinner right now. Mm-hmm. Um And so I made that decision, you know, based on knowing that he's younger. But I think it's hard because that was, I mean, if he were older, I wouldn't have assumed his financial situation. I wouldn't have assumed that I necessarily make more than him. Um, And I think that can be tough. I mean, especially if you're the guy, like it has to be a huge financial burden to be dating. And I've like had that experience before, too. So the last guy that I was like, in an official relationship with um, was last summer and he like worked at like a tech startup and he was like he wanted to do a lot of like fun things and he wanted to like go out with me a lot and like spend money like just you know because we were going out right but once like, once we got further along in our relationship, actually to the point where we, like, were about to break up, and then, like, he came over and we had, like, a long talk about things and, like, reassessed the situation, he finally came clean to me and was like, listen, I haven't been, like, completely honest. Like, it's been it's been tough for me because I want to, like, do nice things for you, and I want to take you out places, and I want to, like, you know, give you what you deserve, but it's also, like, 
it's tough on me financially. Yeah. And um, like, listen, li- living in New York is expensive no matter where you are. And I think if you're in your 20s, like young 20s, late 20s, like you're struggling to some extent, you yeah. know, even if you have a really established job and you're working in finance or you're a struggling artist. And I mean, like, like splitting the check and things like that, you can make it easier on people. But like, I don't know, like you do have to talk about it eventually if it gets to like, I think the second or third date or I don't know, I guess that's also the thing we want to talk about right now, which is like, when when is a good time to bring up if you're not fiscally available to like do whatever the fuck you want? Yeah. Um, and I believe like a second date's okay to say like, I'd rather you come over and like us have drinks. Like, you know, or or a third date. I think you can be kind of honest, like because yeah. a first date. I think it's kind of like rude and crass to like you know. Oh, like, absolutely! To, it's, it's your first time meeting yeah. this person. Like you don't. Like I'm not saying like you know financially pigeonhole yourself into something that is unreasonable based on what you make. You know, don't take someone out to a five star restaurant just to impress them. Exactly. But at the same time, like you know, be okay with the potential of not splitting the bill on the first date. Understand that that's a possibility. And maybe if you know that you're in a tight financial situation, pick the restaurant yourself. Yeah. Don't let the other person pick it. Pick somewhere that you know is within your means where you can comfortably pick up the check and plan a date that is specifically within that. So rather than saying, let's go to dinner, maybe say, let's get drinks. And if you feel inclined, maybe get an appetizer at happy hour or something to split, something to munch on. But don't go for the all-out dinner if you can't do it. Yeah. Um, so I think that there are artful ways of getting around it. Yeah, for sure. And if you can't afford to date, don't date. Like, I, I mean, I've definitely been in the situation where I had had no money. And, like, I've been on dates with guys. And it, I was just so lucky that those guys decided to pick up the check. And you guys know I'm a feminist and I always offer to split. But in those circumstances I didn't push it I like prayed that they would pick up the check yeah and they did because I knew I was like oh fuck I really can't afford to go on the date yeah but I think I think for everybody you know male female if you can't afford to pay your own end you should not be dating yeah I agree with that and like so I guess like we're preaching to the guys here about like splitting check etiquette but like ladies we like have to we have to preach to you too because I know too many females who are like, oh, yeah, like, I, like, I'm right. going on a date for, you know, a free dinner this week. Like, I'm just, oh, yeah, I wanted a free dinner, so I, I went on an app and I planned a date. And, like, ladies, I'm sorry to break it to you, but, like, that's shitty. Um, you it's shitty. Going, I hate when women say that. I it, really do. It, like, you should be going on a date because you want the opportunity to get to know someone. And if a free dinner comes out of it, that's, like, maybe a a plus but it shouldn't be the reason why you're going on the date um, no 100 percent. and i've had friends like that too where it's like i just want a free meal i'm going on a date with a guy i don't even care about and i was like well you're a piece of shit right like, that's <laughs> shitty. like there's no way to like make, pay like, for make your own, nice. like pay for your own subs like sustenance and if you need you know if you if you really i don't know like if you really like need Someone to buy you dinner, like, just, I don't know, re-evaluate your own personal choices first. Oh, for real. Because it's shitty. And 
we don't need to be placing all this pressure on men. Like, it's the fucking 21st century. It's 2018. Yes. Like, we don't need to be expecting men to pick up the tab. And I think it creates a lot of pressure on them yeah. when we are expecting it. You can't be preaching equality without doing it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like, you want to be a feminist, like, offer to pick up that tab because it's not a one-sided thing. You are both working. You are both equal. Yeah. So you are both responsible for sharing this financial burden if he wants to be a super gentleman and insist on picking it up. That is his choice. That yeah. is not his responsibility. Right. And it's also, I think it has to be said too, if he does do that, you don't owe him anything. If he does that, you don't owe him a sexual favor. You don't yes. owe him to sleep with him yes. because he did Ladies, that. You are not pimping yourselves out. Like do not think that because a guy picked up the check that you have to do something sexually. Like you absolutely do not. No. Um, that needs to be his choice based on his financial means and his feeling about the date. And it should not be tied to anything else other than no. that. And I'm not going to say I haven't even felt the same way. Someone picked up the check and I felt like I had to sleep with them. Of course, I think every woman out there has felt that way at one point. Right. And if you really feel that way, then insist on splitting. That's yeah. what I, that, I mean, made me feel so unequal that that's something I do all the time now. Because yeah. I feel then, oh, I, they paid, you know, $70 for us to have dinner or something or like more than that. And now I feel like I have to sleep with them right, because right. they paid for my dinner and my drinks. Like, right. fuck that. And that's, that's so shitty. So ladies, like maintain your independence, you, you know, wait until you're in a financial position to date or date within your means ask yeah. a guy to go to like a fucking dive bar and say that it's just your favorite spot ever because yeah. they have three dollar beers on happy hour i know we're probably speaking to a lot of people who maybe don't live in new york but i think we're also speaking to a lot of people who do live in new york and a lot of people who do live in an expensive city yeah that it, it's it's an it's an issue like yeah. financial stuff is like hard to talk about no one wants to talk about it but like you should maybe not immediately but yeah, yes. I would say approach it again artfully, like yeah. wait for a second or third date um, and just, you know, plan something within your means for the first one. Also, like there are a lot of free things you can do in a big city. You can tell someone that you'd rather go on a walk somewhere or again, like in you know, a walk. In, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have had guys say like, oh, like, let's like go for like a picnic in Central Park or okay. like, you know, let's like go like. Let's go walk the High Line or, like, this or that I'm or whatever. I'm thinking of a date that doesn't end in someone else's house because then that's, like, a sexual favor inexplicitly said. Right, So, like, right, something right. that's between meeting at a bar and then like going to your house and drinking, which is also the ultimate. Right. <laughs> but there, I mean, but there are things to do, and if you really are that strapped for cash, like, you know, free museum days or museums that are just, like, you know, by donation, um, other attractions, like... I definitely, like, I remember, oh, my God. So I texted you earlier this week saying that I, I, I like, walked past a guy that I first went out with when I first moved to the city. Yeah. Um, but I remember, like, our first, like, date quote um, was just going to Bryant Park, like, in the winter and just, like, walking around. And it was, like, a particularly warm winter day. So we just, like, sat at a table and we talked for a while. We didn't spend a dollar he didn't yeah. buy me anything, and I still had a really nice time with him. Yeah. So, like, there is a way to get around it. Like, you don't feel like you're, you know, absolutely tied to spending money, but also don't take advantage of someone else's finances, you know, in order to make up for your yeah. willingness to not spend money. And I, I mean, there's things like going meeting for coffee. And if you don't want to do that, I mean, I know there is, there is, this is actually very like prominent in Philly, but BYOB restaurants. Mm. Um, 
tons of those. Like, yeah. you literally just, like, go and you order food. Like, Philadelphia was, like, jokingly cheap compared to New York. Again, it was, it was like living in a playground for three months. Yeah. Um, I know you I came like, to visit me. And I, like, <laughs> sneezed out the amount of money that we needed for a round of cocktails. I was like, this whole thing? Like, what? I think you're forgetting, like, half our meal and then some. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you don't live in a major city, um, BYOBs, coffee, I mean, things are cheaper for you, but yeah. Just uh, like, I mean, I think like just fun like activities and even like day dates and just, you know, going and doing and seeing things. You might end up having a really nice time and connect with someone on more than an alcoholic level um, in that case as well. So I think that there are options. Don't pigeonhole yourself and, you know, women don't expect a guy to always pay for you have that backup and men like don't expect that you will always have to pay you know if it puts you in a financial burden do something within your means um, a final question i mean on this subject a little because like what if you're a guy and you want to split but the girl doesn't should you always be expecting to pay the bill let's say you're not dating a woman like us which is again we're hard to find yeah <laughs> find us on tinder bubble and hinge <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, a strong, independent, you know, woman who feels, uh, shares our ideas. And then again, accommodate for that. If you are so you going on a first, expect this. if it's a first date and you think, okay, I am not in a financial position to commit $100 to dinner, ask her to meet you for happy hour. Go out for drinks. You can split, you know, you can. Happy hour's a great idea. You can, you can foot the bill for $5 each for a round of drinks. And if you can feel out by then that there's you know, you can get you can get a sense for who someone is over one drink. Yeah. Maybe over two. Yeah. And if you can't foot the bill for 20 bucks over a good happy hour, then like, I don't know, maybe reevaluate like your priorities and next time ask them to just walk the high line or do a BYOB kind of thing if that's at your disposal or whatever. But like, honestly, like if you can't commit to dinner, do a happy hour and Sometimes, like, drinks are the better way to go for a first date anyway, because 100%. if you sit down to dinner with someone and conversation goes south 10 minutes in, you are still there. You have to eat a fucking meal in front of yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely not. I think to think as a New Yorker, I get the bill pretty quickly, but even then, like, it's a lot. It's an ordeal. You're it signing is. up for something. It is. Um, so I would I'd say, never recommend a dinner for yeah, a first date. Yeah, I would say, like, start with drinks and then go get food from there if you want to. And by that point, you know, you may or may not have felt it out. And you can decide for you whether it's something that you feel comfortable you know, footing the bill on a full dinner for, or if you would prefer to just call it a night from there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I've been practicing intermediate fasting recently, and I would say that's a great money saver <laughs> as well. Have you tried fasting? <laughs> um, otherwise known as the starvation diet, I'm really trying to get into it. No, you just, you just, just kidding. don't eat for 16 hours. You only eat for eight hours. And honestly, like when I was on the date with the Mormon, like I... I, I we, I had, like, basically nothing that day, but, like, because I was fasting, I had, like, something before he got there. It was, like, a tapas bar. I had a little tapa for myself, and then we went for, like, like maybe two or three drinks after that, went to back to his place, lasted all that night, and then the next morning until, like, maybe 11 o'clock without eating. And I was like, this is cool because I'm fasting. But, like, if I was, like, actually eating like a real person, I think I would have, like, I don't even know if I would have had sex. <laughs> Energy. Um, but liberating. Um, okay, so tell me, go back to the date. So like, Okay, okay, so to wrap it up. So we had this date, and the whole time I was kind of just, like, 
in my head analyzing it and picking it apart and thinking to myself, like, you're so sweet, but, like, a sweet 21-year-old needs to find you, not me. I am too strong and too confident and too, like, mature. Mm, I was going to say mean-spirited, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Tomato, tomato. But in any case, like, we had a really good date, but um, I'm glad that it was a dinner date where there was distance between us and it didn't, like, have any kind of flirty touches because really, like, after that, I was like, I would just be friends with this kid and maybe not even that, to be honest. Um, I just didn't, there was no sexual connection, really. There was no spark. Um, It's just like we were like living in, we were in different worlds, like from that like very small amount of age difference. And I hate to say it, but it's because my normal age range is like 26 to 29 that like dating like a 23 year old was just like a completely different experience for me. So did you sleep with him? No, so... Um, we split the check. I called my Uber. My Uber came. I gave him a hug goodbye. He, like, half lingered. Like, he wanted to kiss me. And I was just like, I was just like, okay, bye. Nice seeing you. And, like, walked off. Like, I need, I don't know. I learned that I need someone who is confident and strong and maybe more confident and strong than I am. That's Um, hard to find. But I did, (laughs) but I did have a lot of, like, good internal reflection based on that date and like I think that going forward you know when I date a guy who's older than me which is inevitable because again that's like my only type um there's a lot that I'm gonna do or not do based on that again I'm not gonna round up my age I'm gonna be confident in whatever I'm talking about and I think sometimes I fall into the trap of thinking that just because someone's older than me they maybe know more about whatever I'm talking about yeah than I do so I start to second guess myself or you know like if I am telling a story and they ask a question about some small point I get caught up in that and I get kind of derailed and then eventually they're like no go on go on and this happened with that young guy but like it it Like, in the end, I was just like, no, just go on with your story. And, like, that was, like, a big takeaway for me is, like, okay, if they correct some little thing that you said or if they ask a question about some little thing you said, just say whatever and just continue on. Like, confidence is key. A hundred percent. And we've said that in so many episodes in, like, different, you know, in different lights and in different topics and whatever. And it really is the one, like, pervasive, like, thing that, that connects all of our dating experiences is that confidence is so key own everything that you talk about own your views and your beliefs and don't second guess them just because somebody might be more experienced than you yeah so just own true. yourself be comfortable with yourself and if you're not there yet you know continue dating because it will help you get there yeah and I would say if the age thing kind of gets you weird then date people who are your age yeah exactly like it shouldn't trip you up no and and this guy let it trip him up because he let me poke holes at you know in whatever he was saying because of it like and now in retrospect like if I'm dating an older guy and he wants to like split hairs about our age difference and like be petty about it I'm just gonna be like fuck yourself like if you like if this is a problem why are we out yeah. You know, yeah. you have to just, like, own it. And, again, 
be unapologetic for it because what the fuck is a couple of years? It's a goddamn number. Maybe you know a couple more pop culture references that I don't, but you're old. really, what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't mean anything. And um, I think a lot, my more man was the same age as me. And like, that is my favorite age to date. My own age. Honestly, I've dated guys younger and I've dated guys older. My favorite one is mine because <laughs> you are equal you really are in every single way and you've you maybe graduated college around the same time and I don't know I feel like it, I am my truest self when I'm with someone who is the same age as me and I think the person I end up with will have to be the same age as me like in the long run because there's also a lot of things where I dated someone who is older and let's say I'm more forgiving of them not being as far in their career as maybe I am um like let's say like like a 29 year old so I dated the guy from your birthday uh he wasn't as far along in his career but he was older than me but I didn't like like I held him to like a different standard as I did someone who was my age like I want them to be ambitious but like I think it's also easy to date and not be ambitious in your career when you're older because you already have all these other things above someone else that like the career isn't you're basically at equals in career but you shouldn't be at equals in career with you someone shouldn't. who's older yeah and you shouldn't be at equals with career with someone who's younger you know like you're all in a stage of life right um, right guys we are gonna continue dating and figuring things out i have We've both got some things in the works. Um, I haven't mentioned mine, but I look forward to telling you guys about it on the next episode. For sure. Um, once it develops a little more, I want to, like, let it get somewhere before I just start to, like, you know, kind of vent about it. And and um, it's a good time to mention as well, we're ending season one soon. So sad. Um, so the next couple episodes will be our last of the season, which has been great and crazy. And I mean, we've both we've all been discovering shit. Yeah. You, us. Yeah. Me having like a mid episode epiphany <laughs> on the rejection episode. Um, yeah. And we're really excited to have a break and really excited to produce season two for you and excited to reach new listeners. And I think a lot of, a lot of our episodes, what I personally like about them is that we can go back and listen to them no matter what the time of the year or the, you know, like you listen to the six months later yeah and it'd still be relevant you know it's um, true tell your friends tell your mom um don't tell your mom, don't tell your, mom. <laughs> your mom doesn't need to hear our, our raunchy bullshit our perverted stories <laughs> um but tell your friends for sure they need this give an ex-mormon a chance um give a young boy a chance but just one just one chance (laughs) um follow us on notyourgirlfriendspodcast.com uh we are on google play we have an instagram and uh yeah a lot of new stuff has happened the last two weeks and we'll keep you posted yeah yeah all right well thanks for listening we appreciate every single one of you yes all right bye bye